This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Piper Clem, publisher of the Plaid Horse Magazine. And I am Tom O'Mara, National Advisory Board Member for the NCEA Equestrian. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning Weekend Plaidcast NCEA Update Edition on the Horse Radio Network for Saturday, November 12, 2016. This episode is brought to you by the Plaid Horse, Shorties, and Equifit. Good morning, Horse World. This week and next week on the podcast, uh, we're going to be doing a special edition on the NCEA, the National Collegiate Equestrian Association. Um, we're wrapping up their fall season, and we're going to give some highlights and talk about some excitement in recent meets. Um, Tom, tell us a little bit about the NCEA. Well, thank you, Piper. It's been um, a very exciting season so far, and I'm very excited to be on this, the first episode um, that the Plaid Horses running for us to review the NCAA World of Collegiate Equestrian. We have, um, as you know, there are 24 teams that are in the NCEA, 24 colleges, 18 of them competing um, uh, continuously in the format. And uh, the season starts. Uh, it's actually an interesting sport because it is the only collegiate sport that goes over both the fall and the spring. So it's an all year round sport. This fall, in the NCAA Collegiate Equestrian, there have been, or there will be, 40 total meets. And in the spring, there'll be another 34 meets. So there's 74 competitions going on during the school year. Um, so far this year, there have been, uh, just in the month of, uh, months of September and October, 26 meets. And in November, there's another 14. And as of uh, this broadcast, there'll be you know, nine in the month of uh, November. So very exciting. There's just lots of riding going on between the teams. The teams are traveling all around the country. And we just wanted to make sure that we could do this week in the NCAA um, so people can follow along this very exciting sport uh, during the year. And thank you very much for bringing it for us. So in terms of uh, colleges that we expected to do well, some surprise finishes, um, where are the current standings sitting, and you know what what excitement have we seen at the recent meet? Sure. So the NCAA has three main uh, conferences uh, within it. So uh, the first is the SEC, and then there's the Big Twelve, and then there's the United Equestrian Conference. Um, right now, recent standings, and you know they're moving weekend weekend. So it's been you know again a lot of moving parts. But in the SEC, there's four main teams there, and I'll go through some of their records right now, uh, A&M has just been, Texas A&M has just been doing fantastic so far this year. They are 4-1 and one right now after a big win this past weekend at home against Georgia. And then we have Auburn University, who are the reigning national champions, not the reigning, uh, meaning the uh, 
the format of reigning, but they are the last year's NCAA collegiate equestrian champion, uh, Auburn University. And right now they are three and one. Then we have South Carolina who are doing fantastic. They were traveling on the West coast this past week. And I saw, and they are three and two currently. And then Georgia is currently two and two with some very tough FTC competitions and uh, dropping two uh, meets early in the season here to uh, top rivals in the SEC, both South Carolina and A&M. In the Big 12, we've got uh, Baylor really with a great start to the year so far. They are 4-2. and two. And Oklahoma State, some fantastic riding going on there. They are currently 3-1. and one. I was talking to their coach, Larry Sanchez, today. And then we have TCU, of course, doing phenomenal at 2-2 two and two so far this year. A real good start with TCU. I don't know if you all remember, but TCU was last year's reserve national championship, which was just a great performance last April down in Waco, Texas, by the TCU spot. And then in the United Equestrian Conference, we have last year's winner of the United Equestrian Conference, Fresno State, um, just having a great start to this year as well. They just continued to move along, and we're going to be talking to a guest later who's a member of that team, which is really exciting, um, a young member of that team. And she's just having a great beginning to her collegiate equestrian year. And then, um, uh, so they're on top of the United Equestrian Conference for right now. And um, it's really been, they've had, I think, three or four top 10 ranked meets already, of which they've taken, I think, two or three of them, um, or all of them, um, against, you know, some really great rides. So it's really been exciting. Something to be watching out at Fresno State on the West Coast. Um, So today we're going to have guests that are um, both, uh, English and Western riders. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the split and how they compete together? Sure. Just as a reminder, the uh, NCAA Collegiate Equestrian, when you go to a meet, there are uh, there's both the hunt seat and, and the Western disciplines. And within each of those, there's two events. On the hunt seat side, there is equitation over fences and there is equitation on the flat. And on the Western side, there are two events, the first one being Western reigning and the second one being Western horsemanship. <clears throat> so we are going to be speaking to some people who've won some neat awards lately. We'll go through that in a little bit, but um, there's basically four competitions at every meet. And the format for those competitions are, there are five riders who go into each of the four events, five horses, five riders from each team and the riders are randomly selected to ride the same horse and whoever gets the higher score on that horse, whether it's in fences flat on the Huntsy side or horsemanship or reigning on the Western side, whoever has the highest score riding the horse wins the point. So at the end of the day, there are 20 points to be had in each one of these competitions and you can win, obviously, 11 to 9. Now, if it goes to a 10-10 tie, they will go to the raw score to break that tie. And I don't think that's happened so much so far this year. Early in the season, we haven't had a lot of ties. But there are often ties, and especially when we get to championships in the finals. So let's talk about the riders specifically. Who are the standout riders from the month of October um, from all the meets <clears throat> you've been talking about? Well, for the month of October, we have the NCEA reviews the record. There's a selection committee that reviews the records of all the riders who are competing, and they choose a rider of the month for each of those four events that we mentioned. So this year, this month in October, we have four um, NCEA riders of the month, 
And the very exciting thing about that is we have uh, our sponsors of this podcast are also sponsors of those Riders of the Month. So Equifit is now the sponsor for the Hunt Seat side, both events there, and Shorties are the sponsors for the horse, uh, the Western uh, Riders of the Month. For October, the NCEA Riders of the Month are as follows. Uh, for the Equifit Equitation Over Fences, October Rider of the Month was Meg O'Mara from the University of Georgia. Meg rode to a perfect 3-0 record in Equitation Over Fences in October. She defeated her opponents up by an average score of 5.33 points. She earned two MVP honors, which brought her career total to 10. She's a senior down there at Georgia. And she earned an MVP uh, on the road at South Carolina, which is a difficult thing to do. She also helped her equitation over fences squad to a perfect 3-0 record so far this season. So congratulations to Meg being the Equifit Equitation Over Fences Rider of the Month. Then we have the Equifit Equitation on the Flat Rider of the Month. And this is a young lady who we're going to speak to a little bit later, Natalie Went from Fresno State. She is a freshman on this squad that's just been doing great this year. And in the month of October, Natalie posted a perfect 3-0 record in equitation on the flat. And she earned two MVP honors, one of them against, at the time, number one ranked Auburn. So it's really remarkable that this young girl is out there uh, competing so well for Fresno State. In the Western side, for the October Riders of the Month, we have the Shorties Horsemanship Rider of the Month is also from Fresno State, and this is Taylor Brown. Taylor's a senior out of Fresno State, and she is really a remarkable rider. This is her first horsemanship rider of the month, but I have to tell you all, Taylor, I believe, has five riders of the month in her previous three years, NCEA riders of the month, in reigning. So she can do, she actually specializes in uh, reigning, but actually competes in both events on the Western side. So a really great all around Western rider. And she just had a great uh, month of October. And then, of course, for finally, the fourth category is the October Rider of the Month for reigning, which we are proud to announce our shorties reigning Rider of the Month for October is Eva Lang from Oklahoma State. Eva's a junior there at Oklahoma State, and she basically was undefeated in the month of October with a pair of MVPs as well. And she's just been riding spectacular as well. And the neat thing is we're going to get a chance to speak to two of these uh, you know, athletes uh, a little bit later in our, our podcast. So we're very excited to bring them on. All right. We'll be speaking to our first guest after a little break. Get your Western cowboy hat at Shorty's Cowboy Hattery, dedicated to the true tradition of the Western cowboy. Their custom-fit cowboy hats are built for all-day comfort and style. They can bring out your best with the fit that suits your facial features. You can, you can find them online at shortieshattery.com or stop by to visit their Oklahoma store. They're a proud sponsor of the NCEA. So that next hat you're looking for, go to shortieshattery.com. Our first guest is Eva Lang from Oklahoma State University. Eva was Shorty's NCEA reigning rider of the month for October 2016. We're very excited to have a chance to get to talk to Eva. And um, before I actually start asking you a few questions, Eva, I would like to mm-hmm. just do some of your stellar career so far and some of the great things you did in the month of October. We're going to hear from you. 
but I'd like everyone to really, uh, this is kind of a very neat story. I spoke to Ebba's coach recently, um, Larry Sanchez out at Oklahoma State, and he's very proud of her. Uh, she's um, on the Western side. She's one of the Western riders at Oklahoma State who's always been very, very strong in the Western world, Western competitions. Uh, Eva has actually been, she's, as we just mentioned, the reigning rider of the month, but she's actually ridden on the horsemanship side for her school as well last year. Uh, Eva is a junior at Oklahoma State. She's uh, a business major. She started all three years. She started as a freshman in the reigning squad. And as I said last year, her sophomore year, she uh, rode in the horsemanship as well. Last year, in reigning, Eva for the year had a record of 10 and 4. And for that, and here's some wonderful accolades for Eva, which Eva, you might be blushing now, but I have to brag for you here. Uh, <laughs> Eva was named to the first team All Big 12. She was first team All Big 12 for reigning. And on top of that, she was at the end of the year at the national championships held down in Waco, Texas. She was named first team NCEA All-American in reigning. There are only four of those first teamers chosen for all of NCAA, and it's really a wonderful feat. Congratulations, Eva. And the one final thing before I let you got it, Eva. Eva, as you may be able to tell from her wonderful name, is from Sweden. And she's not, uh, uh, you know, a local Oklahoman or even from the United States. Eva, we want to hear about how you and a lot of people think of European riders as possibly going into the hunt seat world and how you yeah. became, when you were younger or junior rider, how you uh, got interested in the horse uh, in the Western side. And uh, and then, really important, how you found out about NCAA riding and got your way, uh, found your way to Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. That is honestly a very good question. Um, I started out riding when I was very young. My mom has always been around horses. She has she rode her whole life, so I think it was just really natural for me to um, to start riding. I always went to the barn with her when I was younger and things like that. Um, I started out doing the jumping because that's what most people do in Sweden. That's the biggest, uh, equestrian sport in Sweden. So I started out, I went to like summer camp and I did all that kind of stuff when I was little. And then to be completely honest, I don't really know how my mom started getting into Western riding, but she did somehow. And she got a paint horse. Um, and I think I was around like six or seven at the time. So I think I just like naturally, um, started doing whatever she did. So when she started doing the Western riding with her paint horse, um, I had a little pony at the time that I just rode, um, Western on as well. And I very quickly started getting into raining. That was always what I thought was the most fun. Um, and then as I grew older and I started showing a little bit more, um, competitively my mom sold her paint horse i sold my pony and we got a quarter horse together um and then it has just continued from there so i showed my quarter horse in sweden for a while and then it just continued well that's really uh, that's great that you and your mom got to spend so much time riding together as well and that she led you down this path is really wonderful yes i have a real quick story that you're going to have to fill in the, the 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 parts that i don't have to this Mm-hmm. But somewhere late in Eva's junior career, th- there was some reason. There, in the United States, we have the American Quarter Horse Youth World Championships in reigning. Yes. yes. And my understanding was that there was a couple of years that you came over. Or when do they hold that competition, Eva? Mm-hmm. Sorry, can you repeat that? 
the AQHA Youth World Championships. What month do they hold that? Uh, it's in August every year. So my understanding was there for there was a two two year period where Eva came over and trained on a horse in the United States the month before the World Championships. Being yes, that was the first correct. time she got on that horse. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, it all started, I think it was in 2010. Um, I was on a Swedish team, a Swedish youth team that came over here to to Oklahoma and we showed in the AQHA Youth World Cup, which is um, kind of like the Youth World Show, but it is you compete in teams. So I was here for the Swedish team and then my parents came over to watch a show and then we stayed for a week or so after the show and we went looking for a horse. So we went to different trainers in the Texas and Oklahoma area and I came in contact with the trainer who's still my trainer right now, uh, Casey Hinton. He lives in Northern Texas. So I went to his ranch and I tried a bunch of two-year-olds and I ended up buying a two-year-old from him that I shipped over to Sweden that I kept training and showed in Sweden. Um, And when I was there looking for horses, he asked me if I wanted to come back the next summer and train with him over the summer. So I did that, and that's how I got into showing at the Youth World Show because he asked me if I wanted to come back the next year after that. So I I ended up coming to his ranch three summers in a row um, during my summer break from school, and I leased a horse from him that I showed at the Youth World Show. So it worked out perfectly because since I'm from Europe, I can show a horse that I've leased. I don't have to actually own the horse to show at the Youth World Show, which is great for me because I because I could um, qualify on the horse I had at home and then show a leased horse, which you usually can't do. Usually you have to qualify and show on the same horse. But since I'm from Europe, it worked out perfectly that I was allowed to qualify on one horse and show one of Casey's horses. And, you know, Piper, what's really remarkable about that is um, those se- the, the second and third summer that she came over and uh, trained, they were on it was on a horse. She got on the horse for a month and trained and went to the yes. world yes. championships. And she's not telling us Piper, but both those years, she ended up being fifth in the world championships on horses. She had only ridden for a month prior to the world championships, which as you yes. could imagine, yes. is that true, Eva? That is correct. So as you can imagine, that caught the eye of Larry Sanchez and the Oklahoma state University Equestrian Team, they said, this girl can get on any horse, which, as you know, is the format in NCAA riding. So she Mm -hmm. is now winning for Oklahoma State left and right, walking around the country, getting on almost any horse and taking down a win. So it's really a remarkable story (laughs) how they found her and spotted that. And we're really proud for you, Eva. Thank you. Yeah, I was very lucky that that Coach Sanchez wanted me on his team. I really am. So real quick, can you tell us about your rides in October? You were 2-0, I think, right? Uh, yes, that's correct. Um, we showed at SMU in Dallas, and then we had Baylor coming to our house. Um, I drew two amazing horses. I drew a very, very nice gelding at SMU um, that was just, I think it was just donated to the program, so they hadn't had him for very long. A really, really nice older gelding that had been shown in the industry, too. Um I liked him right away. I walked in during my, my four-minute warm-up, and I just felt like it just clicked right away. I really, really liked him. Um, so I had a really nice run on him. I think I scored a 69 on that horse. Um, and I got the MLP for that one, which was amazing. I'm really happy about that. 
Um, and then we had daily coming to our house to rinse the water. And I once again drew a, one of our really, really nice horses here at Oklahoma State. And I scored the 73. I had a really nice run on this horse. Um, it was a lot of fun because especially this horse, Boss, is the horse's name that I showed here at home. Uh, he's an amazing horse. We've only had him for like a year and he's also done big things out in the industry. So he's, he's a really fun horse. And um, I'm glad I got to show him. He was a lot of fun to show. Definitely. He gave me everything he had and, and even more. So I couldn't be more than happy with him. Well, that's great. And then real quick last weekend, I think you guys were on the road again down at TCU in Fort Worth, right? Yes, that's correct. That's correct. And how did you do there? That, that, this is not part uh, of your October Rider of the Month, but I think you're all going to hear, folks, she's she's laying the groundwork for her November Rider of the Month. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do last weekend? Um, yeah, we as you said, we went to TCU. Uh, I once again drew a really nice horse, a stud this time, which I've never shown a stud collegiately before. Um, I scored a 75 and got my points there, too. So I was really happy about That's that. That's great. That's great. So anything up, uh, any meets uh, uh, coming up soon? Uh, yes, we have one more one more show this this semester. Uh, in two weeks, Georgia is coming here to show against us here in Stillwater. So we have one more home meet, which is a lot of fun. I, I really like the home meets because we have our fans coming, and obviously we know our own horses, which is an advantage. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Georgia is a really, really good team, so we're going to have to step it up, but I think we can do it. Well, Eva, thank you so much for spending some time and walking us through this. And again, congratulations on being, you know, the NCEA Shorties reigning ride, October Rider of the Month. Congratulations, Thank you so Eva. much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Today's NCEA update is brought to you by Equifit. For more than 15 years, Equifit has created innovative products for the world's top equine athletes, blending high-tech ingenuity and materials with equestrian expertise. From their proprietary T-Foam fabric and T-Tech boot line to their popular gel compression therapy line, Equifit continues to raise expectations through innovative designs and constant research and are proudly made in the United States. Visit them on the web at Equifit.net to learn more and join their email list or look for Equifit's full line at your local tax store. Equifit. Distinctive products for high performance. Equifit is a proud sponsor of the NCEA Hunt Seat Riders of the Month. Our second guest today is Natalie Went from Fresno State University. Natalie was the Equifit Equitation on the Flat Rider of the Month for October 2016. And w- welcome, Natalie. Uh, we're very excited to get a chance to speak with you today as one of our guests. Thank you so much for having me. So I wanted to let everyone know about uh, the great uh, honor that you just won as the uh, NCEA Equifit Equitation on the Flat October Rider of the Month. And um, that is a very prestigious award to be winning. And I don't think uh, people realize how difficult it is, but I do want to highlight Natalie has done this. She is a freshman starter on this NCAA team. And here she is, not only a freshman, but being uh, across the entire uh, NCAA equestrian for the month, the number one uh, as, as um, the, the selection committee has determined, she's the number one equitation on the flat rider. So it's really exciting and we're really happy to have you on here and congratulations. Thank you so much. 
I'm going to ask you a couple of questions in a little bit, Natalie, but first I just wanted to highlight some of your background. And uh, as we just said, she's only a freshman, so there's not a lot of collegiate background here, but she really has been a great rider on the West Coast growing up as a junior equestrian. And we're gonna, I'm going to go through a couple of your highlights, and we're going to ask you a couple of things about how you found Fresno and what made you interested in NCAA riding. Uh, but some of the highlights on Natalie are, you know, she rode uh, for many years, and you could tell me exactly how many when I go through this, but in the Interscholastic Equestrian Association, the IEA, and I know you were two-time year-end high point rider in the IEA, yes. as well as um, being a participant in the United States Hunter Jumper Association Emerging Athlete Program for a couple of years, too, right? Yes, I was. How yeah, many years did you do the EAP? I'm sorry? How many years did you do the EAP, the Emerging Athlete uh, Program? I did the EAP three different years. Um, one was down in L.A., uh, no, two were down in L.A., actually, and one was actually held at Hope Glen's facility. Well, that's fantastic. That's a great yes. a great opportunity, great experience, and um, I think you have to keep a really good GPA to be uh, accepted into the EAP every year. Is that correct? Yes, you do. You also have to take a test and get a certain number of them right, um, and there's so many people that apply and only so many get accepted, and it's just a wonderful program that helps you develop your skills and see what top trainers um, are looking for. And it really gets a chance to like meet different people and be able to just experience so many different things within writing all together. Probably one of the things in your resume that really stood out to uh, the people at Fresno state when they were looking for a great rider. And it looks like they did some good homework and found you. <laughs> the other thing I think is interesting about Natalie, not only all that riding and, great grade she was getting. I know she had over a 4.0 while she was doing this EAP. She just won't tell us. But when she was in high school, she was also a hurdler and was the MVP of her hurdling team in track. Isn't that correct? It is correct. Yes. Freshman year. <laughs> so here you go. This is, I do the bragging for you. I just have you say that's correct. <laughs> yeah, great I'm kid. not too good at that. <laughs> and last year, by the way, the Fresno State team, as I mentioned earlier in our podcast, was the, uh, they won the United Equestrian Conference. Now, Natalie wasn't a member of that, but boy, bringing her on board is only going to help them try to do that repeat, I guess, huh? Yes. Hopefully I can contribute as much as I can to winning that as well again. Well, now we're going to go through that because so far, Fresno has just started out with a bang here. What a great year. I know the head coach yes. out there, Eric Wonderful. Hubbard. Eric's a great guy. And, of course, I mentioned earlier McKenzie. McKenzie is the uh, Western coach, and then there's Kim Kim is the hunt seat coach out there, and they have both got a great squad. And so far, you guys, I think, as of now, you're like five and two. Isn't that correct? Uh, yes, it is. So um, tell us about your October. Your October, which you won this award for, I think you went three and zero. Oh, and of yes. those three wins, you had two of them were MV, MOP, Most Outstanding Player Rides. Can you tell us a little yes, bit about your October were. rides? Um over at Delaware State, we went against Auburn, the number one team, and also Delaware. Um, I think going into them, we both, we all just had to think very positively and just know that our ability was very strong and we had a very strong team. And myself, I just had to go in and say, I'm going to try my best and I know I can do well in this. So I just went in the road and didn't really worry about everything else because I know um, all my writing I've done over the years has really helped me get where I am, and um, they put me on this team for a reason, so I just rode the best I could to help the team out. 
Was this your first uh, trip on the road? No, this was actually my second. The first one was when we went to Baylor and went against them and New Mexico. And oh, that was back in September? Yes, that was back in September. Well, that's exciting. So, boy, that's a long trip. The whole Fresno State team flies out to the East Coast up in Dover, Delaware, where Delaware State was host to a, a, a dual meet where you rode against Delaware State and Auburn University traveled up north there. And, uh, and, and so it was a three-way meet, which was interesting. And you guys came out with, uh, with a couple of wins there, didn't you? Yes, we came out. We actually beat both the teams. Um, they both put out their best effort. Um, they were great sports, and it was, it was fun. It was, it was hard, but it was very fun. It was a great experience to be able to be um, a part of. Now, when you were a junior rider, did you spend a lot of time traveling out east to ride? Uh, no, I've always stayed on the West Coast. Um, I really didn't get to show that much either. Um, this year, I believe I only went to two shows the whole year. Um, I mainly stay at home and just ride whatever I can. I never really had... I just got a horse on my own just a few years ago, but I've basically been doing catch rides and getting... I've been handed the horses that um, need some work and or the ponies that have just been coming out of pasture and need someone to get on them. So I haven't really showed that much, but I I make the best of what people give me, and I appreciate it so much because it's made me a great rider being able to experience all the different kinds of horses. Well, that's one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you today because I can just tell that uh, this is a real up-and-comer, Piper. You can hear, you know, a lot of times... Uh, you know, you hear people talk about the NCAA and they think, you know, it's always the top, you know, medal on the clay winners, which, yes, they're going to the NCAA too, but there's plenty and open opportunity for everyone. Here we have a three-time EAP participant, you know, getting out there to Fresno State, letting those coaches, the coaches are looking at how you can ride, and they bought her in, and here she is as a freshman, uh, you know, going head-to-head with some people with a lot more collegiate experience than you, uh, Natalie, and you're doing just great, so... Great job. Really excited. I expect a lot more out of Natalie going forward. One of the real exciting things is um, one of the other uh, horse uh, riders of the month this month was another one of your um, teammates, wasn't it? Yes, Taylor Brown. So Taylor Brown, people who follow the NCEA, Taylor's a senior on the spot, and Taylor Brown is just uh, a spectacular Western rider. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, she won rider of the month in horsemanship and she has previously won, won I think five uh, riders of the month in reigning as well. So what's it like, you know, we, I could have very easily called Taylor and I'd love to, and hopefully someday we get her on the show Piper. But um, I really thought that Natalie was really, you know, a freshman. I thought people would love to hear this story as well, but Natalie, what's it like, you know, being on a team? Well, two questions are, you know, how does the Hunt seat and the Western girls get along one? And then once you answer that, you've got Taylor Brown, you know, an NCAA superstar on the Western side there. What do you learn from her? Um, the team, the two teams get along great. I have friends on the Hunt seat team that I'm great friends with and Taylor Brown on the Western team, who's actually a very good friend of mine. Um, you you learn so much from both sides and the upperclassmen just being a team and being able to communicate because we all we do almost everything together we go to workouts together we have to do chores in the morning um they just show you hard work and how much it pays off and 
how to stay humble throughout the whole thing and that you're going to get a horse that maybe you don't like or maybe you love and you're going to have to ride your best. And however it comes out, you know that you went in there and you rode your best and you tried your hardest and that's all you could have done. And sometimes you're going to come out with a win and sometimes you're not, but either way you're going to learn something. And I think the upperclassmen do a really good job at showing that of um, staying humble, whether they do good or bad and being able to cheer on their, their, the lower classmen and really help them find um, strength, even if they don't do great. Um, yeah, they're just, they help so much by supporting you and giving you ideas of how the shows are going to be run or how they, how you can improve um, in your riding at home. They're great. And we all, we all just get along really good and it's, it's really helped um, me with the team and being able to get, get right in there and start doing and doing my hardest. And it's just, they're, they're great. Well, that's great to hear. That's what we really, what a great dynamic and you're really on a great team. And I think that's what's probably helping lead to that success. All those kids working to all the young ladies working together. It's great student athletes. I really appreciate hearing that insight. Thank you so much for that. I have one more really interesting uh, couple of questions, but something I think happened this past weekend with uh, Fresno State. You guys were traveled. Did you? Oh, you hosted South Carolina. Were they out there at Fresno? Yes, they were out here this weekend. In South Carolina, very strong. I think they were ranked number six at the time. They came out to Fresno. And I believe after three events, so remember earlier uh, for our listeners, uh, Natalie, I was describing how, you know, there's four events, two Huntsy, two Western. And yes. I think um, I think the fences uh, phase had gone in uh, Huntsy, <clears throat> and I think both Western events had finished. And I believe Fresno, you guys were leading seven to six, and there were five points remaining on the flat. Yes, you I guys had a lead. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking at the scorecard, which is you know people always think I'm crazy for looking at these things, but I had <laughs> a lot of fun doing it. And I looked through your flat scorecard and I noted that you guys were up seven six and I'm pretty certain South Carolina won the first point then they won the next point so all of a sudden they're up I think eight to seven and who has to walk in the ring Natalie um, she's got to take down the point is that correct um I I did I did contribute to one of the points um <laughs> I just went in there. I knew the horse. I knew that I actually, I can't watch any of the riders. So I'm always turned around going over it by myself. So I didn't actually know how the girl had done on the horse before me. So I just go in there knowing that I've ridden the horse or any place that I can, I can go in there and I can ride that horse and I'm going to go in and ride as best as I can. And it, that, that happened this show and we came out with the win and it was, it was great. That's great. Well, that just shows you that now I, now we know you've told us all <clears throat> how you handle that pressure because I was trying to point out she was in a pressure spot and I guess she didn't even know it because you were looking the other way, but she was in yeah, a pressure I, spot I never, and came in and won her point. <laughs> I could never look. I always just, I go into this zone where I, I close my eyes and I imagine myself doing the pattern perfect and um, not perfect, but, but to the best of my ability. And it really helps me boost my confidence and go in there with a lot less stress. Um, that's, that's my, my negative, negative stopper thing. (laughs) Well, good job, Natalie. And and we really want to thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been really great getting to hear about your year so far. And as I said, Piper, we're going to hear a lot about this girl, not just this year, but I think for the next three riding for Fresno state. Absolutely. Congratulations, Natalie. 
Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on the first of two special episodes this fall about NCEA writing. Um, I will be at the USHA Emerging Athletes Program uh, Championships this weekend in Ohio. Um, so hopefully I will be seeing the next generation of NCEA riders coming up. And there's a lot of exciting competition going on in November for NCEA teams. Tom, will you tell us about that? Yeah, sure. I think early on, in November alone, there are 14 meets. Uh, again, when people hear this, they'll have nine have already occurred. And, uh, you know, there's another five that'll be happening right up through the week before Thanksgiving. Competitions continue. And then the teams all get a break. <clears throat> Thanksgiving, they finish their, uh, they get a break for Thanksgiving. And when they come back in December, remember, they're all student athletes. So, um the student side takes over in the month of December. There's no meets because they're all studying for their finals for the semester. And then we come back in the spring semester, and we have January, February, March. There'll be 34 meets and CAA meets going on during the back end of the regular season. And then mid-March, uh, there are the three conference championships will be March 24th and 25th. The SEC championship will be hosted at Auburn University this year. The Big 12 championship will be hosted down at Baylor. And then the United Equestrian Conference, uh, that championship will be hosted up at Dover, Delaware, uh, where Natalie earlier was telling us about a couple of meets she was at there. And then once those conference championships are done, the selection, the NCEA selection committee sits down and goes through the difficult task of figuring out who the top 12 teams are. And those top 12 teams will be invited to the national championships, which are hosted by Baylor down in Waco, Texas. And those will be April 13th, 14th, and 15th, the NCEA National Championship. So we're very excited. Lots of riding still to do this season. And uh, between conference and national championships and regular season, it's going to be very exciting. Um, Piper mentioned she'll be at the USHA EAP this weekend. I will be down at a meet. You know, I've got the great rivalry between Auburn. They're coming up to University of Georgia. So I'll be watching an NCAA meet this week, and hopefully we can talk about that and many of the other meets next week when we talk. And you can find the links to today's guests and the show notes at horsesinthemorning.com. Um, you can follow Horses in the Morning on Facebook. Just search Horses in the Morning. Follow Horse Radio Network on Twitter at, at Horse Radio. You can have all of the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go on the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. And if you miss a live show, you can still listen to the recorded version on the Horse Radio Network website. Um, affiliate websites or on iTunes. You never need to miss an episode. Thank you to our sponsors, Equifit, Shorties, and the Plaid Horse Magazine. All right. Thank you very much, Piper. And it was a great first episode. We're really looking forward to episode two, and I'll see you all next week. Mm-hmm.